I believe you wanted to start talking about your favorite subject in the world, which we all know is the weather. Overcast skies, um, it's been dry for a real long time here. Uh, obviously, most of you who live in California know this. Um, temperatures today, you know, it's cool to start. You know, nice kind of cool day, starting to feel like fall. Um, should probably warm up once this once this fog moves out, these low clouds move out. Um, and then just a sunny day. So your general California type of weather day. I'm here with Emily. She has informed me that she wants to talk about sense of place at Regulution. So I don't really know what that's going to entail, but I'm ready to hear what she has to say. Good morning, Dana. Thank you for having me on this special edition podcast of the Farmcast. So Emily and I share a mutual love of research. And um, fortunately for Emily, her graduate studies involved research on something that she really loves. I studied weather and communication centered around sense of place. And so I'm going to start off talking about weather and sense of place and then related to kind of how to form a sense of place at the farm. But how do you form a sense of place? I don't really understand that phrase. Let's talk about that. So I view sense of place to be first, first and foremost defined by the weather. That's what I researched on. It is. Uh, when you look at the buildings, when you look at the landscape, it's all because of the weather. We build buildings in places to withstand the type of weather or withstand the type of events that take place. The plants that grow here grow here because of the climate and weather. Um, and that's what we see. We see these buildings. We see these plants. Um, like on the coast, in whether it's like off the coast of North Carolina or down in the south, if you live on the coast, your house is built on pilings um, to withstand flood and surge from hurricanes. Um, and that's what you see. You see these houses that look like that, and that forms your sense of place. So are you saying that everyone views places in this lens, but we don't necessarily realize it? Because I'm not obsessed with the weather, personally. And I see what you mean. I mean, I remember going on a vacation in Florida, and our house was on stilts, and I like briefly thought about why that was, but it wasn't, it's just not how the lens that I view things through. So is this everyone or is this just you? It's everyone, but these lenses are different, um, right? So you went to Florida for a vacation. You form a sense of place based on your vacation view. You, you don't live there. You don't have the same feeling as people who live there do. Um, but you remember those houses and that, and that defines how you view that place, whether it's a little tiny bit of the definition or it's the whole definition. Um, I think it, it, it matters. So, so Dana mentioned that we both love doing research um, and go on, I would, I would call them research binge, binges. Um, I, I love looking stuff up and learning new things and finding artifacts and stories and videos. Um, so we started, I started to recently look up the history of the park where we're located. Um, and what that <laughs> and what that means as I'm going through this and I guess some of this research translated over to Dana 
um, and she started doing her own sort of research, brought up a good question about um, the word or the phrase community farm. Uh, and it's interesting because last night we realized that the term doesn't exist anywhere else. Um, there's, you know, farming community. There's like farms, you know, located within a community or community supported agriculture or community gardens. Um, but this idea of community farm does not exist. Um, and so it was really interesting to me coming from a communication background that we've been using a word that hasn't been defined anywhere else. Um, and that we've been using this word to define this place. We're calling this place a community farm, uh, but we don't actually know what it means because no one has defined it. Yeah, I agree. And I think that um, being in this position actually gives us, I don't want to say power, but maybe a powerful opportunity to bring this phrase into a more mainstream light. We at Vegilution are a community farm, and we're not sure if this exists elsewhere, but maybe down the road in the future it will, and it could, if we kind of define this model and define what's good about it and what works about it and how it could bring change. This coffee is good. It is really good. So... I couldn't agree more. I actually have in my notes here, uh, I, I wrote the word opportunity down because um, I love defining things and thinking about why things should be defined this way. But then I also, I'm a little hesitant about defining, about us defining this term. Um, and I think in general in California, this is kind of backtracking, but I just want to make sure that I talk about this. And I think it's important uh, in California, kind of relating back to sense of place that there is I think there's a lack of sense of place out here. Um, we have a lot of places, but we have a lot of people who live out here who aren't from here. Um, I know very few people that are native Californians. Uh, a lot of a lot of transplants from other areas of the country or other other countries in general. Um, so I think that's a really interesting dynamic. Well, I don't I don't completely agree with that. I mean, just because you're not from somewhere doesn't mean that there's not a strong sense of place. Like, for example, a coming from a three-month-old transplant to this area, which, farm pun, by the way, um, I feel a sense of place in San Jose um, just as strongly as my home. It's just, it's different, and there's still, like, a newness and a, and a discovery aspect to my sense of place. Can I ask you a question? Yes. How do you define sense of place? Mm. Is Do you think sense of place is a final objective, or is it a process? I would say process. To me, sense of place has a lot to do with my initial sort of what I take in from the environment that I'm in, um, and internally how that makes me feel. So this is a big city. Sometimes when I'm downtown, I'm thinking, wow, this is a really big city. This street looks really cool and interesting. There's a lot of great restaurants here. I feel like there's a lot of people walking around, working down here, eating, going to a farmer's market. Um, or when I'm on the farm, I'm thinking there's a highway 
right in front of me. Um, there's this three-acre farm. This is kind of like smack dab in the middle of nowhere, um, or at least in the middle of an urban area. But I still, I take these things in, and I, like, feel more or less comfortable in the place. I feel more or less connected to the place. Um, and that I agree that that's changing and evolving um, with me and as the place changes, but it's still strong. It's not, it's not a weak connection. I agree. But I also think that you're a rarity then as well. Because where we live, most people don't experience place through their eyes. They're experiencing it through technology. They're not fully in this place. As you talked about those locations, I can see you actually being there looking at these places. But most people move through these locations in our city on their phones or through other objects. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that point, especially because if you, um, if you kind of sit still in a place uh, and take note of what other people are doing, um, you notice what people take pictures of, and people just take pictures all the time. And then I think, what are they going to do with that picture? Are they going to post it on social media? Are they going to send it to their friend and say, look where I am, look where I was, look what I saw? Um, and perhaps I am a rarity because... Uh, as, as you know, technology is not my best friend, and I, I see it as a, a disconnector rather than a connector in many ways. Um, but I, I can see what you're saying. I am also one of these, I'm a problem as well. I, I'm on my phone nonstop. Um, but I also realize that sometimes you have to put down your phone and put down these objects you're looking through um, to actually gain, gain a sense of place. And I think forming, and again, I... I asked you about is sense of place a process, and it is a process because places change. So you, the sense of place will always change, um, and you're gonna have different levels of connectedness to a place. Um, and I think that connected connectedness is dependent on how how you feel there and what how invested in this place do you feel, right? Because we all have we have a place we call home, which is part of our seed story um, series, and uh, and I think those are those are deep connections to that place. Um, but that doesn't mean that those places, you know, won't change over time because they will. Uh, but okay. I just want to tell a story about sense of place. Can I just tell a story quick? Okay, great. Oh, I want to tell a story after. Okay. Um, as I mentioned, I moved to San Jose in August and the first place I called home for the first week of my, um, time here was in a neighborhood called Nagley Park, which Emily and I both currently live in. And it's very um, quaint, got a lot of nice houses, nice landscaping, um, and a kind uh, friend of Casey's allowed me to stay at her house for this this week because um, when I moved here, I did not have housing lined up, right? So I remember um, walking around this week and kind of... um, taking in this environment and thinking like, wow, this is such a like nice place. A couple neighbors came over and introduced themselves. Um, it was really a great area to like be, spend time outside rather than in your house at night, um, just sitting in at the front porch or in your garden, um, as well as like taking walks. When I moved here, I maybe was a little bit scared that I, where would I end up living? Like, would it be in a high rise or something? Hi, Casey. Are you recording? Yeah. It's okay. So, yeah. And I'm just, I'm happy that 
like I feel like I ended up in a place that was like I felt I felt like I had a good sense of place there, right? As opposed to like living downtown above like some sort of business. Okay. Actually, when I was making it this morning, I was like, I should make Emily a happy. I would be. And then, uh, right. So, we just had a really interesting conversation with Casey. Um, and she brought up a lot of good points about why, what makes us special here at the farm. Um, and I think it, we can relate it really well to sense of place. Um, because I think that this place is special. Um, it is special. And, and I think it's, it's special. And I think it calls, this kind of calls to the point of our job here on the farm is to communicate why this place is special. And that to me is important because I think communication shapes our sense of place. And a lot of people haven't been to the farm. And so that's our job here is to, how do we create the sense of place for these people who haven't been? Um, because we want them to have the same sense of place that we have, even though we've been here, been in the dirt, you know, dug up the land, pulled out the plants, planted things. How can we communicate that in a way that makes, you know, these people feel like they've been here? Um, and I'm not sure we can do that 100%, um, but we can, we can kind of start the conversation by, by talking about these places um, in such a way. What would I say? I think it would be how I would say it. I think stories, what we're doing here, is is the most powerful thing. Is most powerful. Stories are the most powerful tool that we have as humans, um, because, like we say, everyone has a story, uh, and it's and it's these unique stories, the personal stories. But actually, being present in nature to me is is more important than anything. And by being present, I mean being present, not on your phone and. I catch myself doing this all the time. I'm on Instagram and I'm just like on it for hours looking at nature photos. And I was like, going to tell Dana, it's like nature porn. It's like you wish, you feel like you've been in these places because you looked at these photos, but in reality you haven't been there, right? And it's, you have this sense of like this false sense of place that I'm, I, I follow this one person on Instagram who posts these photos from Alberta, Canada. And it's like the most beautiful images I've ever seen. Um, and it's, I feel like I, I, been there and I want to go, but I really don't know, right? It's, it's not until you go there that you actually form a connection. It's like this false, what is, I don't know what the word I'm trying to look for is. It's like a false sense. It's like a false sense of place. It's not false though. It's just... Mediated. It's That's what it is. More, oh, okay. It's a mediated, so yeah, technology creates like a mediated sense of place. Um, and because you're only seeing it through one lens, the lens of the person who took the photo. And like you said, you're people who take these pictures take pictures of a specific spot for a reason um, because that, that image is probably, it's really beautiful, right? These people go to the cities, take images, take photos of a water fountain or whatever it is, some historical site. Um, but I think that's what makes, I think that's what brought me and you here to the farm and why we have this different perspective is I want to know what's behind the waterfall. I want to know what's, you know, what's the grass around it. Like there's other things that makes a place unique, not just, not just the one the one aspect. Um, and I could be on the farm all day taking pictures of plants, right? Because that's, you know, that's what the farm looks like. But it's it's bigger than that. There's there's people here working in the fields. These people have stories. That's that's what the place is, too. It's not just the nature of a place, but it's also the people that make up a place. Um, and when I say full sense of place, I think 
you need to have a story. You need to know the story of everyone, you know, in that in that location. I still think that you're making some big leaps about sense of place. For instance, is is sense of is sense of place knowing everyone's story in that area, or is it knowing your story in that area? It's knowing your story and how you fit into other people's stories. Um, because you don't go to a place, you know, in, in a vacuum. You go there, you go there, and people have been there before you. People will come after you. And it's, it's really hard to, you know, most people don't, don't think like that, right? They don't think about, oh, I wonder who was here before me, or I wonder who the volunteer was that planted this row. Um, you don't think like that. You think of, like, present tense, right? This is what I am doing right now. Um, and that's the way our society kind of works. We are very in the moment, like, this is what's happening right now. And that's all I care about. Um, and especially here in the Valley, I think it's, it's really important to take a step back and think about what used to be and how did we get here today? Because um, we used to be the Valley of the Hearts of Light, uh, you know, one of the largest orchard areas in the nation. Um, and that wasn't long ago. That, it was, you know, 1960s that that happened. Um, so it's not even, this isn't like ancient history. This is, cars were around. Like, this is not, this isn't old. <laughs> um, but people, people don't know that. And I think Dana just spilled her coffee. <laughs> um, if you were going to tell people about the farm to try to give them at least uh, a different sort of mediated sense of place through your story... So what would that be? What story would you tell? And how would it encompass the history and the present and even the future? I'd want to tell people about the past first, right? Why, how did we get to where we are today? If we can't, if we don't know why we're here today, or if we don't know where we came from to get to this place we are today, there's, you know, there's no point um, of the story. Because you kind of you need to understand the background of this area. How can this farm exist in a place that is so built on technology and built on construction and built on this idea of you know new and shiny, right? New and shiny, and that's not what we are. We're not new and shiny. We're old and dirty. Not necessarily old. Well, we're not old, but the practices we're using are old. Like, this is not, you know, we're not, we're not all about innovating new practices. Now, I can't use that. I can't use that. I mean, we're not about innovating new practices because what we've done in the past, old stuff worked. Um, And that's the point, right? Understanding why things worked in the past. And we talked about this with relating to nature and other podcasts, but Understanding why things worked in the past and implementing it in the future is, is important. And if you don't know what worked in the past, you won't understand why something's going to work in the future. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it back to this idea of community farms. Um, because, like we said, it hasn't really been defined. Um, and I mean, you can define the two words separately, community and farm, and form your own idea of what it means. Um, but I, I kind of wrote in my notes, I was thinking about this, um, as I usually do. I do like a 
kind of like a schematic of my thoughts for each word and what could they mean and questions I would have. And my conclusion was, this is my first conclusion. I mean, there could be more, but it, it was, um, maybe it shouldn't mean anything right away. Maybe we should leave it open for, for discussion and for definition making. Interpretation. Interpretation. Because um, as we move forward trying to figure out kind of our role in the community, maybe then the definition of community farm will take place. Right, because we can say we're, you know, farming community, right? We're trying to build this community around the farm. Sure, maybe there's a lot of definitions that go involved in it, but I don't, I don't want to mediate anyone's interpretation of what the farm is. I don't want, I don't want anyone to come to the farm expecting to view what community farm means through our definition of community farm. I want them to experience this community farm for their own sake of experience in it. And I think that's super valuable when you're forming a sense of place. For people listening right now, why should they come to the farm and check it out and uh, have their own ideas and perceptions and experiences here? People should come here because there's no other farm in a city like this. This is a unique place. Um, and that's it's a unique place. I don't think I do. So why should people come here? I think people will come here. There is not one reason um, that people will come to this farm. Um, and I don't think there ever should be one reason why people would come to this farm. And there's multiple reasons. Um, and some I may not even know. This, this place, it doesn't, it doesn't fit, which is unique. Right? It shouldn't be here. Um, this farm shouldn't be here. And in closing, we'd like to invite everyone listening out to the farm. Uh, if you haven't been here, please come check us out. And know that through this transparent conversation that you truly are welcome to walk around and experience it in your own way. Uh, so thank you, Emily. Thank you for having me. And uh, I would like to second Dana's, you know, invitation for anyone to come out to the farm to visit. Um, just, you know, come out. And when you come out, like maybe don't take a photo right away. Just walk around and look around and just be present in, at the farm um, and then take a photo. Calling and love that die. I, I, I.